Hello and welcome to another episode of Dig Me Out. I'm your host, Tim Minichi, and joining me for the final episode of Season 5, number 259, it's Jason Ziak. Jay, we are done. That's it. Put the chairs away, fold up the tables. <laughs> We're wrapping this season up. Plus, have... cue, up the, cue up the Jackson Brown. Yeah. Load up the trucks. The loadout? Is that the name of that song? Uh, The roadie or something? I something like, like that. Yeah, there's a... Yeah. That, there's, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, I've heard it on uh, Sirius Coffee House or whatever that uh, <laughs> whatever that channel is when I can't find anything else to listen to. Yikes. On my Sirius. Is that where we're at? Is that how old we are? That's how we're getting there. We're just like, oh, I don't know. What to put on. Just put on Coffee House. Either that or um, the Spa Channel. That's, that's what it's getting to. <laughs> no, uh, Jay, we need to talk about Season 5 because, well, first of all, we're done with it, but also... This was a this was a pretty good year for us. Pretty uh, pretty good, in the words of uh, Larry David. Pretty 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 good. Yeah, it was our, it was our biggest and most successful by far. Oh, right? absolutely. We're gonna run down some of our favorites from the year. We're also gonna thank a lot of people. We got a lot of people to thank. You know, it's this. weird. the The more popular bands we do, the more people that listen. It's almost that we 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 created a podcast in spite of ourselves. Like we're gonna I go know. with only obscure stuff, but yet when we do an episode on say like Van Halen, mm-hmm. we get ten times as many listeners, as if there was some correlation between the popularity of a band and then its weird. resulting listenership for that podcast episode. I don't know. Maybe we stumbled onto something, Jay. I think that we need. I think the record labels might need to know about this. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to explain how uh, this all works to the record label so that they can start uh, making some money again. Yeah, um, help them out. Speaking of making money, to say it crassly, um, we have kicked off for the 2016 season our Patreon uh, patron campaign. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just want to go over this real quick so that uh, people have probably seen some stuff on Twitter and Facebook and our, our website. So basically what this is that we're doing... You know, we have a request to review set up through PayPal. Uh, 30 bucks a pop for a donation gets you a requested review. It's not going to change for 2016. You can still do that. We've already had a couple come in. We're looking forward to some some new records for us to check out that we're not familiar with. And we're going to be doing those uh, start at the beginning of uh, 2016. But the Patreon campaign is basically, it's, it's two options right now. There's a $2.50 option. Which basically takes the place of that $30 option, but it lets you pick for 2017. But what it does is it spreads out the pain, is like how I like to say it. Rather than throwing us 30 bucks at one time, 250 a month equals $30. And, and just so people are aware, the reason why we have the $30 price tag on there is because we have a bill that we have to pay at the beginning of every year for the podcast. You know, we, we keep every episode up at our Podbean page so that you can listen to every episode we've ever done unfortunately that gets more and more expensive every year because our amount of episodes just keep growing and growing and our storage space just keeps growing and growing in addition to that we uh, have some other costs so we figured out that to do x number of shows a year as requested reviews times x number of dollars helps us pay that bill and then also do a little bit of advertising on facebook when we have some episodes that we think the people maybe you might not find out about we want to help promote those episodes so it's not like we're uh, we're living 
large on this. In fact, um, this is a true labor of love. Jay and I have absolutely no financial <laughs> stake in terms of uh, taking home any dollars. Everything goes back into the podcast. So what we've done is we've set up this to help us with our, our bills. And then we've also set up a dollar option. And both the 250 option and the dollar option are going to give people access to some bonus content that we're not going to release to the general public. And what that's going to be is when we do, like, say, an interview or a roundtable, we're going to, you know, some editing can go on when we do those episodes. We try to put everything into the episodes, but um, we're going to start creating exclusive content starting in 2016 and placing it on the Patreon page. So when we do an interview, the interview might last an hour and a half, but we might take those last, you know, 15, 20 minutes and put those exclusively on the Patreon page. You can get some bonus uh, questions and answers through that uh, feed on our Patreon page, which is basically set up like a like a, built, a bulletin board, or if you're you know from the '90s, uh. <laughs> it's just like GeoCities, but uh. yeah, exactly. And uh, we're gonna be doing our request, or not our request reviews. We're gonna be doing our previews all through Patreon. So, you know, normally we do two weeks ahead. We would post what our episode is gonna be, so that people can comment on it. We're gonna be moving that to Patreon. So if you want to comment on an upcoming episode, uh, it's going to be through that. And we'll post the day before maybe a hint of what the new episode's going to be when we launch them on Tuesdays. You know, Monday we usually do our, our preview with a YouTube video. We might be doing that. We might be changing it so it's more of a hint than a, an actual explanation of what's going to be on tomorrow or whatever the next day is going to be. We're basically just trying to, you know, give some value to the, to the Patreon patron system and it allows us to, you know, as we gain more subscribers to that option and um, put some more dollars into the coffers of the Dig Me Out organization, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, uh, we, we have some ideas of what we want to do going forward. And we did send out some surveys to folks and we got some good responses of what we can be doing to expand the Dig Me Out universe, uh, you know, in the same way that Star Wars and, and uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe have you know, expansions beyond their basic, uh, you know, it's not just the Avengers. You also got Iron Man and Captain America. Well, we're, we're not going to just be, hopefully, dig me out this single podcast. We're thinking of other options and other things we want to do. I think we want to sort of seed the groundwork for that. I think I've properly explained it, Jay. Do you have anything to add <laughs> to any of that? Yeah, I think we've got, we have some big ideas. So this Patreon thing would be a way to kind of test interest it also is a great way for our most passionate fans to i don't know i think of it as kind of like become like a board of directors for mm -hmm. us so be able to have a little area where we can you know post preview things gather questions yep you know we can throw out hey you know we're thinking of reviewing these three albums i mean you know which would you guys want you know we can have dialogue like that with us exactly the group of people who are most invested in the show and whose opinion we really, really value. So I think that'll be cool to kind of play with. So we're going to spend the year trying some different things and continue to tinkering with some of the ideas that we have. And who knows, a year from now, maybe we'll have uh, even some more additional exciting things to talk about. Yeah, definitely. But we need to uh, we need to back up and talk about this year, Jay. So when we were in this spot last year, we, we were wrapping up 2014, we had sort of put the idea together that, you know, we wanted to do some 
some different kinds of shows, and one of those was the roundtable discussions. We didn't really know how that was going to go exactly, but we knew that starting out 2015, we were going to have a show about the albums released in 1995. We're going to talk about albums that were 20 years old, and it was a good sort of litmus test for the roundtable. I don't even know that we were sure we were going to do it every month. We had sort of a general idea, but the goal was to do one a month. Well, we were kind of going to see how that first one went, and it went really well. It was a lot of fun. And um, from there, we went and did the uh, the Britpop episode and just took off from there. Lots of fun, lots of entertaining guests we had. Uh, we covered a wide range of discussions. And I got genuinely so excited about how well the roundtables went. I've actually plotted out roundtables for the next five years. <laughs> Are you serious? I am dead serious. <laughs> I have roundtables until 2020. That's great. So all the people who are our, our roundtable guests, don't worry, I got you covered. You're going to have plenty of work to do. For- well, I think uh, just looking at the list of the ones we did this year, I mean, we could have done uh, several episodes on a lot of these topics Absolutely. easily. Some of these could have had their own podcasts. And, you know. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. <laughs> That's something we could talk about. Those were a lot of fun. And I need to thank all of the people we had. For our roundtable discussions in year one, just randomly, I'm gonna throw out a bunch of names here uh, for all the people who joined us: Annie Zaleski, Matt Wardlaw, Jeff Takis, Neil Schmidt, Joe Royland, Greg Renoff, Gavin Reed, Eric Peterson, Aaron Perino, Tom Mullen, Chip Midnight, Jim Copany, Eric Grubbs, David Gorgos, Sean Michael Foster, Andy Dare, Scott Colvin, and uh, Dan. I'm gonna mess up the last name. Buhajiar, I think that's how you say it, from our Australian episode down at the Double J in Australia. All of you were just tremendous. We appreciate you working around our, our schedule of Sunday nights at 9 o'clock, which I know is not as easy as uh, we like to make it. But, uh, you know, that was, uh, was a lot of fun having everybody on, and we're looking forward to having a lot of, pe- a lot of you back who have uh, shown interest in coming back on the show. So... Um, we got a lot of episodes planned out for this year that I think are going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be adding some new sort of running uh, topics that we're going to do. We're going to explore uh, a scene of a, a city at least twice, a, well, maybe once or twice a year. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about that in different episodes, but we're actually going to dive into. I think the first one we're going to do is Chicago. We're going to talk about all about Chicago in the '90s how it got there, what what it was all about, what were the bands, what was the scene like, clubs, who were the, uh, who were the um, interesting people that maybe we didn't know about at the time, and then how that scene developed and, and how has it you know, influenced the bands going forward. Um, we're going to do one that I'm, I'm really excited about. I haven't come up with the official title for this roundtable, but it's going to be called um, Sophomore Slump Revisited right now and basically what this is when a band put out their debut record in the 90s and it was huge we're talking about millions of albums sold what happened when they put out their second record how did how did the critics respond how did the public respond because there were a lot of bands who had huge debut records we're going to be talking about two of them that came out in 1996 because it's going to be 20 years from the release of that sophomore record two that came out and maybe didn't hit with the fans or the critics the way they should have. And we're going to talk about whether they really did make a slump of a record or maybe it was just wasn't the right record for the time. But in going back now, we might find some gems 
in those sophomore slumps. Mm. The second record is always always tough. Second record is very tough. You got a lot of time to make that first record, not a lot of time uh, to make that second record, especially when the first one's successful. So we'll be doing that. We'll be doing genre dissections. We'll be doing... uh, We had uh, an episode at the end of the year uh, when we did Van Halen in the 90s. We're going to continue with that. We're going to do more uh, big artists exploring how a band that was successful and popular in the 80s transitioned into the 90s. Did they survive it? Or did they succumb to the alternative uh, grunge uh, takeover of the 90s or whatever you want to call it? So I forgot. Did Van Halen survive the 90s or did they got killed off, right? <laughs> the 90s <laughs> The nineties <laughs> took – or did Van Halen take themselves down? Was that the uh, – Was that the, uh, was that consensus? the takeaway at the end? I think that was the takeaway. Yeah. It wasn't the 90s that did themselves in. Yeah, because I think it was it, the, we, themselves. We had, a, we had a consensus that they didn't really – follow it as much as most other bands did but right. it's still they still were not very they were fall, they had fallen apart by the end of the decade so absolutely absolutely speaking of uh you know our round tables and our um other episodes that went on this year um need to mention a couple of uh people who commented joe Royland, who was one of our guests for one of our round tables he chimed in and said uh about you know 2015 so many great shows this year. I really enjoyed all the roundtable discussions and interviews. Wish I had a chance to participate in more of them. I think Joe will be back for uh, 2016 for at least one or two episodes. I'm waiting to hear back from him on that. Cool. But uh, don't know if I can narrow it down to just one show. But I love the shows you did with Kelly Scott on Failure. Louise Post's guest spot. The interview with John Davis. The show on Mother Love Bones. Apple and personal bias the roundtable on one hit wonders of the 90s looking forward to next year's schedule it should prove to be equally amazing thanks for that joe it should be we have a fun schedule coming up for next year now he did mention interviews jay we had a prep we had a couple of interesting interviews this year a few one a or few. two so i had the bold idea that we were going to do an interview a month <laughs> which we had never done before um, that was part of putting together the schedule. It was two reviews a month, one interview, one roundtable. And then when the odd month that we had, you know, five weeks, it would be an extra review. Somehow we pulled that off. We did an interview a month. Sometimes we had two. It had nothing to do with me, I'll tell you that. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty you pulled uh, that off. I'm I'm pretty pestering when it comes well, here's the actual here's the truth. You know, we've done interviews over the last four years. So I can send out an email and say, look, we've done interviews with these folks. Now, would you be interested in having, you know, coming on the show or having your you know, artist come on the show if I'm interviewing or, or emailing a manager? Honestly, by halfway through the year, we started getting emails from people saying, hey, would you like to talk to this right. uh, particular artist? We've never had that before. Right. So the word had gotten out that, you know, we're not incompetent boobs. We can actually conduct a fairly interesting interview sometimes they go a little long but uh rather go a little long than cut cut it off too short and not get all the questions answered that we want to yeah but uh we need to thank a whole list of interview subjects who were kind enough to spend at least an hour sometimes two or three hours with us steven brodsky of Caven, dale crover of the melvins John Davis of Super Dragon, Lisa Memory, John Fine, Bitch Magnet, author of Your Band Sucks, Mark Hennessy, 
of Paw, Scott Lucas of Local H, Jay Robbins of Jawbox and Burning Airlines and all of his bands, Kelly Scott, of course, of Failure, came on twice, um, Matthew Sweet, Morgan Taylor of Mink, Chris Wise of Ace Freely Band, The Cult, many others, and Naoko Yamano of Shonen Knife. All these folks just were so incredibly nice and so cool to join us. There were some there that I thought we had outside chances to do when we first started the podcast years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And we started talking about doing interviews and there were other people I did not think we were ever going to talk to. And then they happened. And also, I didn't mention it, but Louise Post, although it wasn't technically an interview, she joined us for a roundtable. Yeah. Um, it kind of turned into half of an interview. But <laughs> that one was also incredibly a lot of fun. Very uh, interesting insight when we did the um, Bands Reuniting roundtable. Mm-hmm. We got some feedback on our interviews. Uh, Steve Musinski said, I absolutely love the Kelly Scott Heart is a Monster episode as well as the Scott Lucas interview. I can't stop listening to that Mink album which was referenced in the interview with Morgan Taylor and I believe reviewed in a previous season. That album seriously rules. And then for weeks to come, after the review of Power Trip and the Almighty, I had that addiction song stuck in my head. I was happy to see Dovetail Joint get some love, gave me reason to revisit that gem, which was a pleasure. And let's see, as far as favorite roundtable goes, I'd have to toss up between shoegaze and soundtrack episodes for me. I do, however, feel like One Hit Wonders episode could use a follow-up discussion. I was hoping you guys would dig a little deeper. See what I did there? Uh, I see what, <laughs> you see what you did. And he said, oh, and the Van Halen discussion was thoroughly entertaining. We agree. And then uh, Jeremy, I'm going to mess up your last name. Kovis, Kovinci? Kovin, I don't know. I'm sorry. I messed it up. He said both podcasts with Kelly Scott were his favorite interviews. So very cool. All the interviews were awesome. I mean, I don't know if it comes across when we're doing them because we're trying to be professional, but I'm usually pretty giddy. And there, a lot of the times I, when we finish an interview and we wrap up and, you know, we turn off the computers and go to bed because we do this late on Sunday nights, I, I'm going to bed and my wife is like, so how did it go? And I'm just like, I can't believe we just did that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I it's been going. When you said you wanted to do more of them, I was uh, a little apprehensive just from the standpoint of like, oh boy, what happens if we get people that are kind of you know difficult or you know mm-hmm. it becomes a hassle for you to get them booked, and then it becomes this whole other thing that suddenly you know the whole point of this podcast was to just make it easy. Uh, for us because it was something we already talked about anyway so it was right. like, hey we already talked about these albums let's just turn mics on and do a podcast and not turn this into another job so when the interview thing came up I, I was a little bit uh, hesitant at first for those reasons but everybody's been so so gracious with their time and I think the, the most fun for me has been when we get to just kind of get into conversations on a human level <laughs> you know from a you know people you know in their in their 40s or close to who have been around music their whole lives and just sort of where they're at now and where they were and just everybody connect, connecting from that standpoint has been the the best part of it for me so yeah absolutely because you know in the same way that our lives have have evolved in the last uh decade or you know 15 years all of the people we're talking to have experienced similar or their own 
evolutions and you know it's interesting to hear how people who are generally our age or or a couple years older than us dealing with you know i thought that you know the the, the interview with matthew sweet was incredibly enlightening when he talked about how he didn't really care about legacy at this point he wasn't concerned mm-hmm. with whether or not he has a legacy for people to reflect upon that he's only, you know, whatever the next thing is, whether it's making music or making art in some other form is what he's concerned with. And the rest is just up to people to discover or not discover. And then whatever happens happens. But I found that to be a a very refreshing and interesting uh, interview. Yeah, totally. That's an interview. I just never, not only did, did I never think we would have it the way that it ended up playing out? I just would have never dreamed that it would have played out the way it did. Just, I don't know. It was, it was lengthy, but it was very like honest and open. Yeah, amongst everybody, <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, I don't know. I was expecting like a you know a traditional thirty minute kind of like, yeah yeah yeah. This is what I'm doing right now. So let's talk about that and move on. But it was the complete opposite of that, which was a lot of fun. So the third group of people that we need to thank are the people who, who keep the engine running, and that's the people who made requested reviews during. Uh, the 2015 season. These are the people that were kind enough to make a donation, request an album, and uh, keep the lights on at uh, Dig Me Out headquarters. So we need to thank uh, Jonathan Anderson, Crawford Blair, Kim Bowie, Ken Fackenthal, David Gorgos, Gavin Reed, Matthew Slateholm, David Weisberg, the gentleman at retentionpondhoneys.com who gave us... (laughs) The null uh, review, and that made me laugh when I was going through our notes for the year. I came across that like, wow, that really happened. That wasn't a dream. Yeah, and then uh, lastly, Marcus Liddell, uh, we still owe you an episode. We we had a back and forth because the original episode you picked, we had already reviewed, and then you threw us some ideas for another one, and we said, yeah one of those are good why don't we pick one of those and then we don't i don't think we got a response back so technically we still owe you a review so marcus if you're listening and i'll 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 hit you up with an email after this uh we need your we need to get to we owe you we owe you one so let's get uh let's get that taken care of because uh i need to clear the books for the uh for the accountant on uh 2016 (laughs) yeah you know any of those uh was left open no no integers are uh are left uh unrounded that all cleaned up yeah exactly this takes us to the portion of the show jay where we pick our favorites of the year we've already had some people chime in on what they thought their favorite episodes were as far as roundtables and interviews and and uh reviews so why don't we talk about what were our favorites uh, you can pick a favorite, and then you can add like one or two runners okay. up if you feel like it, or you can start with your runners up. Okay. So why don't you give me your favorite roundtable? First, start with a runner up or two, and then give me your favorite. Oh, roundtables. Um, I had a lot of fun on the Australian one, just because um, we didn't have to come to that one as experts in the topic. <laughs> oh no, obviously we not are at not. All. So it was a cool. It was a cool chance to have um, some folks on who actually know what they're talking about, and then have us be in more position to 
you know, ask questions and learn and then kind of follow up. And we had, we had reviewed so much Australian music that it was, it was kind of a nice way to make sense of some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the soundtracks was a lot of fun. Um, I felt like when we got out of that one, we could do, you know, that's where <laughs> we started talking, geez, you could do a whole podcast around this. I mean, oh, yeah. there's just so many. And the follow-ups we got, there were even a couple mentioned in the comments that I totally forgot about. There's so many uh, for that. So that was just fun to kind of reminisce and throw around. And I think my favorite was probably uh, maybe the first one, just because it proved out. 1995, it proved out the whole concept that year and probably 96 as well. We're just so odd. And I think we sort of elevated or talked quite a bit about that in the episode. So those are my my favorites. Good choices. All good choices. I'm going to agree with you on the Australian one. I, that was one where genuinely felt like I was being educated along with the audience about the Australian music scene, um, how it developed into the 90s and then in the 90s and then beyond that. Uh, another runner-up I would put is the Bands Reuniting episode where yeah. Louise Post joined us. Just because it was such a unique way to speak about the subject, someone who was actually going through that mm-hmm. process of their band reuniting and how that happened, and it was such a unique opportunity to be able yep. to speak to someone on that. It was, a, it was a good chance to kind of get her on the show which she you know she did a great job she almost uh, pretty much took it over in terms of her personality is, is so big and uh, entertaining but without ha- it having to be a traditional interview right you know yeah so that was made it kind of fun and i think my favorite just in terms of um i actually got to sit back a lot in this episode and just sort of let everyone take over was the van halen mm. uh episode uh we had a lot of big personalities on that episode and I like that. I like when uh, I can kind of take a step, just sort of play moderator, yeah, and and just throw out the questions and, and let people roll with their opinions and their thoughts and their remembrances. So um, that one was a lot of fun. We could have talked for well over two hours on that particular episode. Reining it into an hour and fifteen or whatever it was was <laughs> was was pretty hard. And that yeah. one is where you know we've joked around. We could do a Van Halen episode every month. Yeah, and that's a, you know, I've kind of done that episode in my head for 20 years, so <laughs> I was ready. I was ready for it, and we got into some really, uh, I think, interesting topics. Like, we spent, a, I think everybody came into it uh, planning to talk a ton about Van Halen 3, and we, there was a lot to talk about early in the decade. Oh, yeah. That, uh, that was a fun discussion, so yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, You, you know, I neg- neglected to thank Two other people. Well, one person I did thank partially, but I need to thank him for another reason. Neil Schmidt. Um, not only was he did he join us for one of the roundtables. Neil had us uh, travel or had me travel to Capital University here in Columbus, Ohio, and you virtually travel there to uh, present on podcasting to their music tech workshop, and we we conducted back to back classes like about forty five minutes each which we then posted for people to check out. I think it was one of those months where we had five weeks that we came like our, our bonus episode for that month. Um, so that was a lot of fun getting to do that and um, having Jay join from uh, from across the country and ho- and uh, teach class. So uh, we need to thank Neil for that. And I also need to thank 
is a bit inside baseball here, but I need to thank my wife, Katie, who uh, does all of our promos every week, records the intro. So she did 52. Well, she doesn't do the one on for this episode, uh, but 51 intros. And she never, ever gives me any grief about any of that at all. <laughs> uh, and uh, are we also, gonna have to start, are we going to have to start using Siri? <laughs> She also joined us for the uh, roundtable of uh, concerts because she had had a lot of good concert experiences uh, in the 90s. So I need to thank her as well. So uh, we need to jump to our favorite requested review, or I I guess favorite review. I mean, if you wanted to pick one of the albums that I selected, Jay, you are more than welcome to. I I can understand why, because I do pick some great records, but... Uh, if you want to keep it to request reviews, that's fine. But Jay, tell me uh, a couple of requested reviews or, or reviews that uh, you, you know, the albums that you really liked. Uh, a couple that stood out. I, I only focused on the request reviews. Okay. Because all your suggestions are terrible. <laughs> uh, so I just went ahead and just cut those off and just jumped right into this. Sure, sure. And I'm, you know, I'm too humble to bring my own up. So uh-huh. a couple that stood out were Love Spit Love. That's a, a band that I always wanted to spend a little bit more time listening to and there's definitely a couple of songs on that that are really good uh that cardiacs record uh sing mm-hmm. to god was just like from another planet oh yeah um, <laughs> uh so that was kind of a fun thing to to jump into cop shoot cop there's there's some cool sounds on that record and there's definitely some uh, a couple interesting songs on there that I, that i enjoyed a band i hadn't only ever seen their album covers, <laughs> never even actually heard them. Uh, my favorite though is, is the Crowded House together alone. That's just that's an album that I was familiar with. I, I think I owned some stuff from them or from the '90s, but never really spent a ton of time with it. And uh, this review got me to go back, and it just revisiting it again. I, I think there's only one song on that record that think is average the rest of it is just really really outstanding so mm-hmm. that's my favorite uh favorite request of the review for the year good pick uh i'm gonna agree with you on the cardiacs uh, as far as a runner-up great record for a lot of just what the hell is going on moments mm-hmm. but just completely engaging and you just want to like sit with it and try to figure out what the hell is going on uh, on the flip side, a record that is is not crazy complex, but I still really enjoyed for its moods was the Blind Mr. Jones uh, Tatooine record. Was not familiar with them at all. It opened up a whole new world of shoegaze bands that I had not checked out. Uh, but my pick for requested review is uh, Morrissey's Your Arsenal. Mm. Um, really just one of the, uh, in terms of discoveries that I, I completely botched you know i'm really familiar with the smiths i just read tony fletcher's i think it's tony fletcher's uh biography of the smiths went back and was listening to all those records um we had done the electronic record from johnny marr i've listened to his solo stuff and i really had only listened to a couple of morrissey solo records and i thought they were fine but i didn't think they were anything special and i somehow missed that album completely and when we got to review it just the muscle on that record in terms of the guitar playing and the drums and how good that band is that he has on that record. Mm. It's able to take 
his material and and add that oomph to it that that's needed really was a was a revelation and I think we both agreed that you know while we like some Smith stuff we're never like huge massive fanboys and that that mm-hmm. record pretty much topped any of that as sacrilegious as that might sound to uh, a lot of uh, professional music critics uh, <laughs> we are uh, we are uh, on board with uh, your arsenal so that was my pick for uh, requested review of the year that leaves us one category Jay mm-hmm. favorite interview so many interviews yeah how do you even how do you even quantify you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it for Jay. Jay. Uh, tell us some of your favorite interviews and then your absolute favorite. Oh, boy. Uh, the Dale Crover interview mm-hmm. was fun. I, I love that at the end he flipped the tables on us. And just uh, there were some insights in there of like the how unique that band is and their career trajectory. And um, if you listen to all the other interviews we do, especially did this year, you know, they're a band in a position unlike any other band that I think we, we interviewed. Um, so in terms of where they're at with their career and what their, uh, the freedom they have. And so it was great, uh, to get a chance to talk to him and I didn't have really any expectations going in what that was going to be like. Um, right. The John Davis interview was, was really cool just cause I'm such a huge fan of super drag. So that was probably just personally, you know, outside of maybe Kelly Scott, that was probably, you know, just in terms of my own admiration was, was probably the one with the most and he was a really down to earth guy. Morgan Taylor was, was fun just because we got to cover so much ground and mm-hmm. um it's kind of um he's done so much more outside of Mink that was interesting uh, to hear about. And then um I think we had to give it to Kelly Scott. I think he kind of set the bar for us in terms of mm-hmm. you know, we had done some interviews prior, but until we got him and I think that really established the format at least for us in terms of how we do interviews and then to have him be able to come back on again and talk about the new record was, was a lot of fun. Some of these, we don't want to dwell in the nineties too much. You know, we want to talk about it in some degree, but it's always, fun. it's always nice to be able to come up to date and talk about, you know, what these artists are doing now and, and why it's important. So to be able to do a whole episode with him on the new record was a lot of fun. And he's always, you know, a really nice guy and is always, uh, you know, up for talking about anything so yeah i think he uh he's those two are my favorite of the year good choices jay i I agree with you on the dale crover that one went in so many different directions i really think out of the two and a half hours we only spent 45 minutes actually talking about music of the Mm -hmm. melvins because we were talking about so many other things like texas barbecue and baseball and so many random (laughs) asides uh but it was a really fun interview you know we got to talk to a lot of people that I just, I'm such huge fans of them as musicians, like Jay Robbins and uh, Stephen Brodsky and and uh, John Davis and these people that are just like so good at what they do, and it pains me that they're not like the biggest musicians on the planet. So to get a chance to talk to them and and maybe open up other people's ears to them just you know gives me a lot of joy in that way. The Kelly Scott interviews, you, you I mean, you nailed it. I mean, it was kind of changed the game for us in a lot of ways. And, you know, we actually, we debated about, you know, do we want to have Kelly back on or should we talk to somebody else in the band? And it was kind of a no-brainer to have Kelly back on. 
to talk about the new record just the insight that he was able to give us and level of detail and and just taking us through the whole process and the honesty about everything in in his career and and his desires as a musician and and then you know being able to move it up to the new record and like you said you know in terms of we are 90 centric podcast in terms of like these are all artists who exist in the 90s but you know i want to do and you do too relevant updates on bands of these uh, you know these artists we last year we did the the new afghan wigs record in 2014 and and this year you know we had there were new art albums by verk salt new albums by swerve driver uh we could have easily done you know episodes based on those records we just didn't have time to get to them but quite honestly mm-hmm. our schedule was so tight this year with all of our roundtables and reviews and requested reviews and interviews and stuff like that it it just it made it difficult you know wilco had a new record i mean there's a lot of opportunities to do looking at an artist's output today because then it gives us a perspective on what they were doing in the 90s and see how they evolved and failure had such a unique trajectory also of yeah. a band that was away for 17 years that it was just such a unique opportunity to be able to um bring them back so the kelly scott interviews i think are, are definitely my two favorite all of the interviews we did this year were great but just the uniqueness of those two episodes is is really what sets him apart he has a unique uh seat or a viewpoint into the into his band too because he's got two very creative you know detail oriented people that have a very specific i think you know creative point of view and he you know he's in the band and he's crucial to the band, but I think he also kind of brings a little bit of a, almost like a fan perspective. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, like well, because he's not an original I, member, yeah, yeah. And I think he's you know he's kind of a fan of his own of his band because I think he admires uh, admires those guys so much. So that it, it's kind of it's an interesting position to be in. I think he can have a point of view on it that maybe they wouldn't have. So I think that's what what adds to it as well absolutely and we're planning on doing even more interviews it seems like we would have run out of people to talk to at this point based on how last year went but we have some uh, we have some ideas and some people we're going to chat with in uh, 2016 so uh, we hope that uh, everyone out there will enjoy those uh, as much as they did in 2015 because I think we're going to have some interesting uh, folks on to uh, to talk to us somehow Jay we have gotten to the end of this episode we had a lot to cover, but we did it. In the books. It's done. So that's it, folks. 2016 is going to be different. Uh, look out. <laughs> that was look not a good entry. That was not good. Look out. Here we come. Uh, no. What I wanted to say is, I'm going to restart this over. Uh, 2016 is going to be 2015 plus even one. bigger. Plus one. Bring a date. <laughs> Add one to 2015 and you've got 2016. There you go. Right there. Add one. That's our motto for 2016. Add one. You think we're done? Add one. Uh, if you like what you heard, please consider leaving us some positive feedback over at iTunes. Don't forget, you can uh, join our Patreon Patron subscription over through uh, Patreon backslash dig me out. That's it for Jay. 
I'm Tim. We're out. We'll be back next year with a new episode of Dig Me Out. Join the conversation about this episode at digmeoutpodcast.com, where you can find links to our Facebook page and Twitter feed, as well as links to our request a review and merchandise pages. Yeah.